Sweet Reads with NKU. My name is Sarah. My name is Trinity. My name is Caroline. We are all history students here at NKU, and we got tired of reading textbooks and decided to branch out and discover more of history for ourselves. We then wanted to have a fun place where we get together and satisfy our sweet tooth while unpacking our thoughts about the titles we choose. While this podcast is meant to be lighthearted, this is still a history podcast. The books we read may bring up sensitive and disturbing content that may be hard to digest, but is important to acknowledge as the real side of history. We hope that by listening to this, you get as excited about history as we do. Welcome back to another part of this series, continuing our conversation from our previous episode. Escape, so it's like, why bother? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's hard to like, again, from our standpoint, to look and be like, how is this, any of this makes sense to these people? But it was so real for them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's like second by second developments. You kind of can't, you aren't allowed to look into it a little bit deeper to try to question the logic and be like, yeah, this can't work because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like you, you can't do that. (laughs) Well, I think in like the, you know, court's defense too, you know, while they did a lot of things incorrectly and made a lot of this worse, you have all of these people who are all of a sudden writhing and being bitten and seeing, having hallucinations and like, you know, just trying to throw themselves into the fireplaces and all of this stuff. So your first reaction is going to be like, I need to figure out who's doing this. Like we need to make this stop. Yeah. And at this time, because, you know, communication is not what it is now. It's like, like you said, you know, every second counts because they keep finding all this stuff out. And then more people are, you know, accusing other people. And now, more girls are being afflicted and it's just mm-hmm. like building and building right. and building. And it's like, as soon as they're like, okay, you know, even after the first like hangings, everyone's like, oh, this is gonna, we did it. You know, we got oh, rid yeah. of the witches. Yeah. This is going to be great. And then all of a sudden it's like, no. Yeah. No, it's not. There are so many things that couldn't be ruled out with like actual evidence, like no proper medical diagnoses, like one guy owned a few medical texts. And so he was the doctor of the town Mm-hmm. And no, like, actual evidence. Like, now we have, like, fingerprinting and stuff like that. And, yeah. and like, they didn't have any of that. And so it's very much, like, what you see or what you think you see kind of stands as, as evidence. <laughs> but um, I've, I marked a page in here going back to sort of, like, the biblical aspect of everything. Um, and I, I found this very interesting. Um, a quote says, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live, commands Exodus. Although there is some debate about that term in Hebrew, it more accurately, accurately denotes poisoner. I remember reading that, which I thought was super interesting. Yeah. When I think biblically, you know, so much of their justification for this comes from the Bible. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really interesting to even think that that's not possibly that meant. Biblical interpretation is oh. 
You can go, I mean, people wow. have already gone so many different ways. Right. With it. Yeah. I mean, translating from language to language, and like, there's so many different versions of the Bible, and we don't know which one they used specifically. And, and yeah, so it literally can go anyway. Well, and like, specifically in the Puritans' way, too, like, they immigrated from England to come over because. Catholics, they were practicing a form of Christianity that wasn't as pure as the Puritan school. Right. Right. So it's kind of like, and they're also like the very first, one of the very few first colonies in America um, to try to stake out their claim on new territory. So it's kind of like they have this obligation to like do everything the exact right way. Like they want to follow through with God's will because God's will can also, it can give you life. It can also just as easily throw you into hell. Like right. that's how quickly you can use, you can lose your ticket into heaven. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't live your life the exact way that God and everyone else around you, because it was essentially up to like the ministers of the towns who are, in a way, almost like the leaders of yeah. the towns. And you don't want to question the leaders because right. that would mean you're questioning God. Exactly. Well, and that's what I was going to say, too. I think the minister has a lot to do with it because some of these people were illiterate. Right. Yep. So if you can't even read the Bible, you know, I think yeah. at one point she says, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something like piety is literacy. Yep. Because you like reading the Bible and learning all about that and living this lifestyle, you know, it was how to be a correct Puritan, for yeah. lack of a better term. And then you're basically, um, uh, it's like everything you know about the Bible and about your religion is essentially the the minister's interpretation. Mm-hmm. Or like yeah. if, if anyone in your family is literate, their interpretation, because you can't read it yourself and interpret it in your specific way. Yeah, I think but, part of it, too, is also like submitting your will to God. Like you can't, like... You just have to trust in God and God will take care of you and you'll be good and you just follow God's will. And, you know, that's your life. That's your very small, narrow life. And, you know, and you'll be safe with the community who also um, believes in the same things as you do. Mm-hmm. Well, and I thought it was funny, like we're talking about like biblical aspects. She says that people would bring um like their family members or different problems to the afflicted girls to basically like get, you know, not advice, forget like what she says, but it's like kind of so they can be like, oh yes, this is being caused because that person over there is, you know, it it just kind of made me think of like, you know, in the Bible and like people bring their family or their problems to Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, and he like heals them. And, like, I just thought it was funny that they were coming to them almost as a form of counsel. It's like, well, we're going to go to these, you know, girls because they know things. And they seem to be able to, you know, figure out and tell us what's going on and who is evil and what we need to be doing and watch out for. It's kind of almost counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, like, because the girls are being bewitched, it's kind of like you're getting an immediate answer as opposed to like praying to God and then just trusting that he will send a miracle your way or take care of you. You know, yeah. like with the girls, it's kind of like is if there's a witch nearby, they'll let you know, like almost immediately. So it kind of 
factors into their like Christian martyr mindset, kind of like the Christian mindset of being a good person because, oh, um, I can just point over there and that's an evil person that I can vanquish. You know, it's a very black and white thinking kind of a deal that the girls were enabling. Yeah. Well, I think it's ironic, too, that George Burroughs, who was the town's minister, you know, before Paris, becomes the wizard. You know, he is like the head of this. I forget how that even started. How did George get the finger pointed at him? I just I I'm trying to remember, but I think it was just other people that had been accused. Yeah. Named him. Was he the one that was like in debt? To somebody, and then he kind of just, like, up and left? Yeah. Yeah, so there was, like, problems with him and, like, the townspeople. Yeah. And he left. He didn't like them, or they didn't like him, and Mm -hmm. so they were like... Well, the Putnams, I believe it was. Yeah, didn't didn't he borrow a loan from the Putnams, and and then he just kind of had to dip, because he wasn't being paid. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, because they, like, he wasn't getting paid at all, and so he Mm -hmm. had to borrow money for his wife's funeral. Wasn't that what it is? Oh, what it was? I think it yeah. was something yeah. like that. And and they like didn't... he couldn't pay it back, so he was like, "I'm gonna head out then." <laughs> I just I... thought it was crazy that like he here is someone who for years taught the Bible and you know did the sermons and was the leader, like you said, of this village, you know, and that basically all of a sudden he becomes like the head of the evil. That they think has, you know, like intertwined into their lives and into this community. It seems like the relationship between the ministers and the village people can get really like tense, like um, just because like for the villagers, like if they see that you are not as pious and you're not as strict in the home, like they can just decide to not pay you anymore. Yep. Which takes away... Everything. everything because then if you're in debt then that is just a, that just digs a hole yeah. for you yeah. in your life so you're kind of well and i felt bad for burroughs and i felt bad for i mean i felt bad for a lot of people in the book but and john <laughs> proctor because she yeah. talks about how they basically knew like and they even tried to like i think it was john proctor who like wrote a letter to someone basically asking for like new judges or a fair or a fair trial because, like, they both basically talked about how, like, they knew that these people were innocent. And they knew that if they went in front of the judges of the, um, you know, Oyer and Terminal Court, yeah, that they were going to die. Mm-hmm. Like, that yeah. there was no, like, basically almost everyone, maybe even everyone that went in front of them was found guilty mm-hmm. and were executed. Yeah, he was, like, trying to do a last-ditch effort, like, please, like, we're all going to die, and that blood is going to be on your hands. Can you please reconsider and save our lives and not make a huge mistake that's going to be a stain on the history? I mean, that's why they threw out all of the court documents and everything after the events of the Salem Witch Trials had passed a year Mm -hmm. later. Like, they, they knew that it was going to paint them in a bad light, a city that's supposed to be the city upon a hill. Right. Well, and that's, I thought it was interesting. She mentions how, and we'll talk about it more in a few minutes, but like trying to understand some of this and, you know, they're like, well, the devil chose Salem and, you know, this little town in New England because it was so important. Yeah. You know, because like 
England itself was kind of looking at Massachusetts and New England and this area. It's like, uh, you guys are just, you're not that great. You know, <laughs> you guys like, are causing way too many troubles. Yeah. That, and um, you should they're be pestering the Salem town about trying to arbitrate yeah. and settle. Yeah. And like, you should be glad that we are. We're letting you be over there. Right. And she also said, too, that at once they wanted to be independent from the crown, but they also needed the crown to help because they were vulnerable. Like, they were on the fringes of the wilderness, and they were getting ambushed so frequently. So it's kind of like they were already, from the very beginning, being like... They didn't know how to pick and choose their narrative. Did they want to be the martyrs right. or like the awesome heroes that's going to um, create this totally awesome civilization after they had you know, staked their claim on America for the very first time? Or are they vulnerable and do they need help? And like, yeah. you know, it's same with like um, the devil, too, and how they paint the devil in some ways. It's like, is the devil super strong or super weak? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I didn't know that Salem Village and Salem Town, like... But that was, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. And I thought it was interesting when she talked about Andover mm-hmm. because she said that it was actually only like three people from Salem Village that were killed. Like the rest were from Andover and other places. Like Andover was like the big area that had like the most accusations, the most people that like went to jail, you know, more people from there were executed. And I just thought it was ironic because everyone's like, oh, Salem. Yeah. And it's like not like it was a whole like the whole region, you know, it affected everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I used to think that it was like an an isolated deal, you know, like with the Salem witch trial. I just thought, you know, like all of a sudden it was just this explosion of witch um, accusations and witch activity. But no, it's been going on for decades. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Since like 1620, 1619. Well, and I thought it was really interesting, too. She talks a lot about, um, you know, just talking about how it did affect the whole area, like the economic struggles due to the trials, you know, because you have all of everyone's attention and everyone's manpower and everything like finances, everything are devoted to these witch trials, to all the happenings that are going on. So, you know, you have, like, families that are suffering. You have people who can't tend their crops. You have, you know, people whose households are, you know, becoming not taken care of and all of these things. Like, I think she talks about, like, the sheriff or whoever was doing the jail Yeah, basically was like, I don't have time to do anything else because I'm always taking people back and forth to court and back and forth (laughs) to jail. And I'm going and getting new people to come to jail and I'm taking care of people in jail. And like, you know, just all of these, which I just I have never really thought about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like this whole town was centered around this one particular issue. So everything else in the town is like falling at the wayside. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, like, and I think, too, I really liked when she talked about um, how blaming things on witchcraft is their way of kind of understanding why strange things happen in the world around them and why bad things happen to each other. I think even um, in the book, it's like Puritans love to assert causality for bad things. They, They want to be able to blame somebody else for the bad things that happen to themselves. Yeah. And, you know, witchcraft was like the perfect way of um, being an outlet for that, especially when they can paint 
someone else as like this totally evil person who's going to hell so that they can feel better about themselves and Mm -hmm. being a good person. Yeah. Well, I think it's really like important to think about too. She talks about how it was really common um, for them to, they call it binding out. And so basically when all the kids reached a certain age, they would go live with other families. Like you didn't stay with your family. You went and, you know, you were like a servant in this household or you were apprentice with this person. And I just thought that was really fascinating because it's like you have all of these afflicted people and, you know, a lot of them, at least at first, are younger. They're kind of in like that transitional age Mm -hmm. and they are living with other people, you know, and it's like, I don't know. I just thought, Maybe that kind of had something to do with it. Like you are at that age where you were like trying to figure yourself out and you're growing up in this world where everything is super severe and serious and centered around the Bible and religion. And like you don't even get to be with your family and Mm -hmm. like you're working and you have no voice as I mean, there were some male accusers, but most of them were female, you know, and like your job was just to be a female and to get married and to have babies and take care of your house. But on the same token, like they talk about how all these women who are in jail, like the houses were just like a wreck because they actually Mm -hmm. were like a huge part of the Puritan Mm -hmm. family. They just weren't like the authoritative Mm -hmm. and like public powerful part yeah, of the like Puritan they family. the house together, yes. essentially. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, like, you guys are killing the people who are the main, like, backbone of the industry at home. Like, they're mm-hmm. the people that keep everything in order. So what happens when you kill absolutely every woman who is accused as a witch um, afterwards? Like, these are homes that are where the kids are just by themselves. They don't have that parent to give them the guidance and the teaching necessary to grow up and be an adult and continue the cycle and, you know, continue the generations down the line. Yeah. Well, and she talked a lot about like abuse Yep. that these, these children and teenagers were going through. Like they would be like binded out to these families and like, it was not uncommon for them to like be beat or to be sexually assaulted and all of these things. So it's like part of me can like understand and kind of be like, yeah, get them, you know, when it's like, oh, well, you're a witch, you're a witch, you know, like whatever. But I mean, at the same time, like bad, I shouldn't do that. Right. <laughs> Please don't do that. Anymore. <laughs> you know, but yeah, like I just, I don't know. I think it's such an interesting viewpoint because it's so different from our lives. Mm-hmm. So to learn like how the inner workings of like, this Puritan community and these families worked. Like I thought she did a really good job of explaining that. That's why historical context is so important Yep. in everything. Because it's just like, we look at it and we're like, that's insane. Like, how could that have ever happened? But then to them, it was just like, oh, another witch trial, I guess. And just another day, just another right. Tuesday of hanging witches and accusing people of... Um, signing the book with their name. Well, and she says in the book that, like, the it was not uncommon, like, the accusations. And, you know, this this whole ideal of witchcraft was super common. But what makes Salem different is the convictions. Mm-hmm. You know, because there was just, 
so many mm-hmm. so quickly all in this small little region you know it was mm-hmm. in total but 19 people hanged and then giles Corey was pressed to death yeah which oh don't forget the dog and the two dogs the they two killed dogs. two dogs yeah which i didn't know and yeah that's just awful and i i felt very like strongly when she talked about giles Corey, because besides the fact that i mean he was the only one i think they said in american history who has been pressed to death yeah at least that we know you know legally yeah yeah, yeah. and it's just like uh, i just can't imagine doing all of that but i feel like his conviction had to have been so strong that he just was not going to say whether he was innocent, whether he was guilty, you know, which is why essentially he was pressed to death because yeah. they needed him to say like one or one the or other. The other. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, screw you guys. Yeah. I'm I not know. saying anything. Yeah. Like this yeah. whole thing is a sham and I'm not giving you any of it. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. And honestly, I commend him for that too because like he. Um, maintained that he was innocent all throughout, you know, like that had to have been one of the turning points. Like even the witches beforehand um, that had been executed and hanged, it's like they also still maintained that they were innocent. And even like with Sarah Good, they would even curse people for um, sending an innocent woman, innocent people like themselves to death for absolutely no reason. And they've been saying over and over again, like, you guys can't be buying into this, right? The um, something super interesting was the comparisons of like witch trials and like hangings and stuff like that all over the world and like what ideals they brought from, you know, England and then how those evolved. Yeah. Um, There's actually something in here that says, um, let's see. Um... Somewhere killed 900 witches in 15 years. Um, an Italian town, um, a thousand deaths in a year. One German town managed 400 in a single day. Like, in comparison, it's like 19 is like still too many. Mm -hmm. right but not 400 in a day right but that's still like the it's still the most well-known witch trial probably anywhere yeah and like that's what's so fascinating about it it is it's like literally something that's like ingrained in america yeah Mm -hmm. which is so like you said weird almost yeah and like we even they even went so far as to omit everything and throw out as many documents relating to this trial it's possible and yet we're still trying to pick up the pieces and stitching them together i know i thought it was funny she talked about after the witch trials and all of these people who kind of made statements and like kind of made apologies but a lot of them never wanted to come forth and say that like they were in the wrong Mm -hmm. you know like cotton mather and even like i think the state at one point um like make basically statements they're like mistakes were made Mistakes don't, are made don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, this was a problem. You know, but 
Like, I think she says it's Cotton Mather who says something about, um, like, the one regret he has is that, like, um, his reputation has been attached to it or something. And I'm like, Bleh. yeah, <laughs> like, that, no, was, that tracks with Cotton Mather, that tracks, like, that tracks. It's just so, and I thought it was so sad that they said for years and years afterwards, up until, I want to say it was like 1750 or something crazy. The, like, families and ancestors, especially, like, the nurse family, mm-hmm. were still trying to get, like, names cleared. We're still trying to get, you know, um, like, what's the word? Ugh. I can't think of the word. Um, but, like, their stuff back or, like, kind of, what is that word? I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter. But, like, tra- oh, retributions. Because they said that, um, who was it, Corwin, like, every time someone was accused and, like, jailed, he basically, like, went and rounded up, like, their land. Like, ransacked everything they owned. Their houses and, like, all this stuff and everything. And it's just, like, you know, that's what I think is one of the saddest things about it. I mean, like, the death and everything that happened was so terrible, but it's, like, there was so many lingering effects yeah Mm -hmm. you know for the town for these families you know like she talks about like the orphans like the orphans 20 people were killed you know mothers fathers um you know like we talked a little bit before about you know sarah good and like her daughter dorothy was Mm -hmm. five and was also jailed with her mother as a suspected witch and she literally went crazy. Like, Stacey Schiff says that she had to have care for the rest of her life because she was insane. She was probably just a five-year-old acting like a five-year-old. And they were like, mm-hmm. witchy. Well, and it's just, like, it's awful. Like, it's heartbreaking, you know? And, it's, yeah. and then these children, like, have to depend on this community that put them in this position in the first place. Like, I thought that was really not, like, funny ha-ha, but, like ironic because Mm -hmm. she talks about afterwards like you have the same people who just accused you you know or your own family you know like we talked about um oh yeah like mary lacy junior and senior who you know like their grandma and foster died in jail and then mary lacy the daughter the youngest who was like oh my mom made me a witch And, like, they both lived through it. And afterwards, you know, like, everyone is released from jail or pay their bail or whatever. And they all go back to their normal lives. And, like, how do you, like, sit next to someone in church Mm -hmm. or, like, pass them on the street or live in the same house with them knowing, like, oh, you killed my mom. Or, like, you said my dad was a witch. You ruined my entire life. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much destroyed everything that I had. Like, any property I would have, like, inherited or anything. Yeah, everything's gone. Not mine. Like, oh. That's just, like, a fresh start, but in the worst possible way. Like. It's not a fresh start. It's just kind of, like, you're left with nothing, you know? Right. You just kind of. Yeah. Like, like, I guess Where, that's where do it. I go, you know? Right. Like, well, and I think it's just sad that, like, no one took accountability for see, anything. See, I was about to say, too, that, like, it's ironic in another way in that, you know, they are always calling the Native American tribes around them savage, and yeah. um, they have um, practices and traditions and religions that can't be understood and are, you know, dark-sided, you know? They are... Um, 
they aren't touched by the grace of God's light or whatever, right? But it's like, then they look at um, what they themselves had carried out. They had killed so many innocent people. They allowed this hysteria to go on for a whole year. They were enabling each other by building up these ludicrous stories. And it's like, they can't even understand what witchcraft is themselves. They can't actually put like names and rules to the extent of witchcraft in all of its phases. You know, like they are also the savages that they um, like to put down and, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that they and, were so scared of. Yeah. You know, well, and I think it's Hale, she says, who later basically talks about that. And he's like, you know, that they're like the people lost their way and there needs to be a safer way to, to detect witches because that was not what should have happened Mm -hmm. yeah because like the puritan belief it's like it's primarily founded on fear and that fear got to such a point that they were killing each other and you know and you know what kind of a society is that to base um life off of if you know you think that evil is just walking among you Mm -hmm. and something needs to be done about it it's like well, and it's ironic, too, that they were so concerned about getting rid of the evil and getting rid of the witches, you know, and, like, Stacey Schiff says that they considered it, like, a curse among their town. Mm-hmm. But, like, what really became, you know, like, the negative curse was, like, this reputation of what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, it literally stained everything afterwards yeah. to the point where, you know, like, we've talked about before, like, they... Finally, after, you know, getting away from Salem Town, like, changed their name. And they talk about how after, like, Samuel Paris left, the new minister that came in, Joseph Green, you know, they built a new meeting house. Mm -hmm. And they left the other meeting house to just, like, sit there and fall apart. And we're like, we're not going in there. We're not doing that, you know? And, like, that, like, it became known as, like, the supposed witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Because everybody knew, like... That was. And they just wanted to forget it. They didn't want to keep that in their history. And that's why history is so important, right? Mm -hmm. You have to remember even the bad parts of your own society to Mm -hmm. make sure that you don't repeat the same mistakes over and over again, you know? And like, no matter what, too, it's like centuries in the future, we're we're covering it. Like, we know everything. We know a lot of the things that happen, not everything, Mm -hmm. But it's like we're and we're able to look at it with a critical eye and be like, yeah, you know, what what do what are we left with in the present after a mistake in our history like that? You know, like, why didn't we get off to a better foot with all of the mistakes in mind to make to circumvent those same mistakes happening? Yeah, I think a lot of it just comes down to shame. Yeah. Yeah. People are ashamed and. People are ashamed that they didn't speak up. People are ashamed that they were involved. You know, like she talks about Ann Putnam, the youngest one, you know, when she becomes like a full-fledged member of the church, she has, like, she gets up in front of the church and she basically just sobs and basically says that, like, she was wrong, you know, that she was like a part of all of this and she's so sorry. And... You know, people just, it's easier to not talk about it mm-hmm. because they know that it was wrong and they know they should have done something. But in their defense, it's like, well, what are you going to do? Because then you're going to be accused of being right. a witch. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, what right. if it happens again? Right. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that is 
the, I don't know. The comparison of like the like embarrassment and shame and everything then compared to Salem now is almost it's it's kind of funny because it's it's very they're like almost proud of it in, like, in a way it's like mm-hmm. touristy it, it, it makes it such they're a, literally making money off of yes. it exactly <laughs> everything is named like whenever i went everything was named like there's like a witch like coffee house or something like that there were witch like t-shirts i'm pretty sure there's an actual statue of I, I can't remember. Like the broomstick? Yes. Something like that. Literally, yeah. <laughs> well, I think and, she says that in the book, doesn't she? That, like, you can buy a broomstick yeah, now in Salem. It's, and, it's like, it's profitable for them yeah. at this point. And, like, I feel like people don't always go there for the history. They kind of just go there for that. They have a witch festival. Well, right. It's almost it's like, like a spooky, like, it is. oh, let's go to Salem, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's right now entertaining. It's, it's right. Entertaining. Which it's not, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but that's like you said, people have turned it into that. And she said there's actually like a huge Wiccan community there. Now, yes. Which I think yes. is hilarious yeah. because it's like you wanted to rid the community of witches so bad. And now you have, you know. Wiccans mm-hmm. who are thriving. Yeah. And I mean, that's very different than what they thought of as witches. You know, right. like yeah. there's no comparison really, but it's just ironic, you mm-hmm. know, that you wanted this to be such a like Puritan, Christian, biblical community. Mm-hmm. And now you have Wiccans right. who don't follow those beliefs, you know, who have their own beliefs. But and, it's, but it's Salem. Yeah. And they're like known for, their witch trials so they're like well i guess this is a perfect place for it because like where else would we do this and yeah that the community is like so interesting i would love to go but it makes me kind of sad that there's like not a lot of like actual yeah there's the house there's uh the like museum which the museum is cool but it's not as like much information as i feel like we got from this yeah um Mm -hmm. and there's like a there's a ton of like gift shops and stuff like that where you can buy a lot of stuff that says <laughs> Salem like, crystals and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Things that say Salem and all, all that kind of stuff. And it's super interesting, but yeah, I wish that there, like we were able to like uncover more of that, like yeah. more of the history. I don't know. I think like an archeological dig or something would be super. I don't know if they'd let them. I want to get my not. hands on the poppets. Probably. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for this part of the series. Tune in next time for our next installment.